All right, praise the Lord. We are here. We are here at Sound Gospel Radio at 7 a.m. for the fresh wind. And I want to say greetings, salutations, praise Jesus, praise God, praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, we came to praise him. He's worthy of all praise, glory, and honor, confidence, and trust. We thank him this morning. And y'all, I got to get into this today. So um, we ain't going to sing this morning. We ain't going to sing. Uh, the, the, the praise team did a little bit in prayer. So if you was in prayer, you heard a little bit then. But we, we ain't going to sing today. Because um, there's some things I want to share, y'all. Uh, um, I just want y'all to know it's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. I just had to say it. I wish I had to say, look at your neighbor and say, it's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. And we're going to get into that real quick. So, you know, on Monday, I was reading Romans chapter 12. And we had a good time on Monday sharing. Yes, we did. Great time. And um, we were in Romans chapter 12. And I read that whole chapter. Now, I can't let loose of Romans. And this is, I feel like Bishop Johnson, my founding pastor, he would, oh, he would live in Romans, y'all. And there's so many things we learned in the book of Romans. But listen, I'm looking at Romans chapter 13. I flipped over the chat, the chapter. I said, Lord, I had the nerve to take some time to read. You know, some of the best messages <laughs> us as preachers get is not the ones that we just try to study hard for. It's the ones when you're just reading in your personal time, you're reading in your private prayer time. And that's when the Lord begins to uh, download some thoughts and some things and then or he'll bring up some old notes and things we haven't talked to or seen in a while and revisit. And it's just amazing how the Lord allows that to happen. And so looking at Romans chapter 13, and I'm going to read this in a different translation. Uh, let's start off here. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. Mm, help us, Lord. For there is no authority except that which God has established. Mm -hmm. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Now, I'm going to say this. Are there times where we should not obey the government? Ask the question again. Are there times where when we should not obey the government? See, listen, we can never allow the government to force us to disobey God. Let's make that clear. Let's make that clear that we want to talk about this right now. Because see, see, you got these rebel Christians out there saying only God can judge me and only God is in charge of me. And this is this ain't your country. This is God's country. And I only do what God told me to do. And Jesus do to do to do. Yeah. But guess what? God, if, if listen, he's the one who established the authorities. Now, I'll say this again. Are there times where we should oh, where we should not obey the uh, 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 the government? We can never allow the government to force us to disobey God. Listen, Jesus and his apostles, they never disobeyed the government for personal reasons. When they did disobey, listen, when they disobeyed, it was in order to follow their higher loyalty to God. Listen here. And think about this, y'all. Their disobedience was not cheap. They were threatened. They were beaten. They were thrown into jail. They were tortured. 
and executed for their convictions. Like them, if we are compelled to disobey, we must be ready to accept the consequences. Now I'm going to say this, we want to read some more. We are to obey the authorities. If the rule says stop at the stop sign, then stop at the stop sign. If the red light says stop, then stop. If it tells you not to take that piece of candy out the store without paying for it, then don't just walk out the store and say, Jesus paid it all. Come on, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We got to obey the authorities because he established it. Now, sad to say that since the beginning of time till now, times have changed. Authority have changed. Government has changed. Things have gotten crazy. But let's look at the big picture here. The Lord is teaching us the importance of obedience, the importance of authority, the importance of, hallelujah, of being uh, submitted in a place and in a thing. All right. Let me read verse three. For rulers uh -huh, had no terror. Let me read this. Yeah. Verse three, Romans chapter 13. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right. Meaning you do what's right. You ain't going to get hurt. You good. But to those who do wrong, so you mess up. I don't care if you save, sanctify the Holy Ghost field. I know pastors, preachers, and teachers that were not handling things correctly in the church. And guess what? They were sent to jail. I'm telling you this right now. They were sent to jail. Some were embezzling money and they were locked up for it. Holy Ghost field, speaking in tongues, folk. And so the scriptures here, clear right here, for rulers, they hold no terror. They hold no, there's no, there's no consequence for those who do right. But those who do wrong, there is. Now, again, this is in the generics of right, because we know now in the world, you know, right is becoming wrong. And so listen, you do have a right to stand up for your beliefs. Y'all know here at Sound Gospel Radio, we believe that sin is wrong. And so if the government is trying to tell us to stand up right or to condone sin, then we could stand up against it. But like I said earlier, we need to be prepared for whatever the consequence is going to be because Paul and Silas had to do it. Paul and Silas, they came into a town, hallelujah, and they saw the lady with the spirit of divination, meaning that she was able to tell the future. She was a psychic. And when the lady walked in or the lady saw Paul and Silas, she began to tell everybody, these are the men of the most high God. And Paul knew that it wasn't a spiritual thing. It wasn't, excuse me, it wasn't a Holy Ghost telling uh, her that it was the spirit of wickedness. And so he cast the demon out of her. And what happened to Paul and Silas? He was sit thrown in jail because the men of the city were making money on her so they were messing with their money so they threw them in jail okay all right okay let me keep reading i gotta get i gotta go forward i'm only on verse three help me lord help me get through this okay for rulers hold no terror for those who do right but those who do wrong <laughs> i like this translation do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority then do what is right and you will be commended. Verse four says, for the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. I mean, they don't have the guns and the swords and things for no reason. All right. 
They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. So when the police are unjust, good people are afraid. And that's true. But in these verses, the Apostle Paul is talking about police who are doing their duty. Come on, I got to make this clear this morning. When the police are just, people who are doing right have nothing to fear. Y'all hear what I'm saying? When the police are just, the people who are doing right, you have nothing to fear. And we know we have seen a lot of unjust or injustice going around. But guess what? Do what's right. Therefore, in verse five, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also a matter of conscience. Listen, the Bible tells us to follow peace with all men. That's even with the authorities. Now, we've seen in the news, we've seen in society, we've seen it personally. A lot of things that have been going on in the last few years have been amazing. That's been striking. That's been just awful and, and horrendous. But it doesn't mean that just because you see it in that town, that now you walk up to your officer and you spit in his face. Come on, because we know how people are. Listen, I'm going to say it and I don't care because this is my station. You experience racism with one person on your job. That doesn't mean that all people of that race are the same. So it ain't fair for you now to see someone else in another town, in another place that are of the same race that you had an issue with at your job. And now you treat them nasty. That person didn't do nothing to you. Follow peace with all men. And so we are to follow and respect. Those are in authority. Okay. Y'all not going to like me in verse six, but this is the word. You know, I love telling the word because I can hide under the word. Don't get mad at me. Get, get mad at the word. Uh, verse six says, this is also why you pay taxes. <sighs> For the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. So yes, y'all know y'all walk around, you know, yeah, we paying, we paying for you. You know, my tax dollars are, is your paycheck. Well, you, 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 you. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I almost sound like I was about to cuss. I ain't going to cuss y'all. Y'all know I got the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say, you're darn skippy. I said darn, D-A-R-N. Yes, Lord Jesus. You're right. Yes. That's how God set it up. The same way God set it up with our tithes and offering. Our tithes and offering, people of God. It keeps the house of God. It keeps the lights on. It keeps the heat on. Praise the Lord. It, when we have different trips and different things, the church is able to pay for it and take care of it because of your contribution. And yes, because of our tax dollars. Yes, it helps keep the authorities paid and, and, and the streets clean and, 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 and the pavements done and the lights done. Yes. So I read it again. This is also who pay taxes for authorities are, are God's servants who give their full time to governing. The verse seven says, give to everyone what you owe them. Mm. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. Y'all know this is tax season. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. And if honor, then honor. If you owe, huh? If everyone what you owe them, if you owe honor, then you need to give honor. If, if it's respect, give respect. If it's revenue, then revenue. If it's taxes, you need to pay the taxes. That's what the word of the Lord says. Verse eight says, let no debt remain outstanding. People of God, we're not supposed to be in debt. And I know we've all made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But when you get it right, keep it right. As people of God, we should have good credit. As people of God, we should not have any debt. And I'm not talking because I got it all together. I'm talking from the experience of sometimes we had lack of knowledge, but now that you know, get it right. 
Come on here, somebody. Let no let no debt remain outstanding except, oh, I love this, except the debt, except the continuing debt to love one another. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others have fulfilled the law. Did y'all realize that the main law, hallelujah, that God wants us to do is love? <laughs> Why is love for others called a debt? Listen, we are permanently in debt to Christ for the lavish love that he poured out on us. And so the only way that we can even begin to repay this debt is by loving others in turn. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We love because he first loved us. Praise the Lord. So since Christ's love will always be infinitely, hallelujah, infinitely, uh, hallelujah, greater than us and greater than our things, since his love is going to be so much greater than what we can ever imagine, we will always have the obligation to love someone else and to love our enemies, to love our family. This is why the Bible gave us the commandments. Verse nine, he says, yes, the commandments, you should not commit adultery. You should not murder and you should not steal and you should not covet and whatever other commands that may be are summed up in this one command. Because remember, out of all the commandments, hallelujah, to do this and to do that, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. The main commandment in the word of God was that you do what? I'm reading verse nine, love your neighbor as yourself. The main thing that he gave us was to love. Hallelujah. Love. That's what's going to get you into heaven. Love brings forth forgiveness. I'm back here again. How did I get here again? I talked about it on Monday. Love. Love brings forth forgiveness. Love brings forth change. Love. It is love, y'all. That's the thing that God is calling for us in this end time. Not just the end time, but in the time of life in general, we are to love. Verse 10 says, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love, love, love. That's what he tells us to do. And so now that you know that, now I'm switching to another translation in verse 11. And so now that you know that, looking at the time and now knowing the time, verse 11, Romans chapter 13, that it is now high, high, high time to awake out of sleep. Wake up. I know it's seven something in the morning, but I ain't talking about just waking up out of your physical sleep, but get up out of your spiritual sleep for guess what y'all? Our salvation is nearer than we first believed. Our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not rioting and drunkenness, not chambering and wantedness, not strife and envy. I'll read that again. It says, let us walk honestly as in the day, <laughs> not carousing in drunkenness, not in sexual immorality, not in lust, not in strife, not in envy. Huh? We need to get ourselves together. 
Verse 14 says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back. It says, and now knowing the time that now, not yesterday, not tomorrow, not next week, not two weeks from now, not Christmas, but that now it is high time for you to wake up out of your sleep. Listen, the Lord done already told us what we need to do. He said, follow the authorities, pay attention, do what's good, do what's right, and know that it's easy to do right when you have love. And he told you not just to, you know, yes, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery. Yes, all those things are true, but he said the love. Listen, when you have the true love of Jesus Christ, you don't want to do those things. You think I'm joking. Go ahead and try it. Go ahead and wrap yourself in the word of God. Go ahead and clothe yourself in the in the, his presence. Go ahead and lay and fast and pray. Worship him. You begin to have so much love on the inside. You're doing good. Your flesh is dying. Hallelujah. You begin to pray in the spirit. You begin to see miracles. Hallelujah. You begin to see breakthrough. Even when you get challenged with situations, you begin to overcome your situations with no problem. Things become easier. Your light, your load becomes lighter because you're so wrapped into the presence of God and his love surrounds you that you have a new life like never before. Go ahead and try it. And so that's why he says now it's high time for you to wake up out of sleep for your salvation is nearer than we first believed. Jesus Christ is on his way back. And so guess what? Our salvation is nearer than we first believed. What does that mean? Hallelujah. Since the day you gave your life to Christ, even if you gave your life to Christ yesterday, today, the day that Jesus is coming back to save us from this world is even closer now than the day you first believed. So if you believed five years ago, just know five years later, your salvation is nearer than your first belief. He's coming back, y'all. That means he's coming back. He's on his way back. Thank you, Jesus. He's on his way back. He's coming back so we can't be wasting time. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. You see that says put on, that means some clothing. We need to put on the armor of light. It says, let us walk honestly in the day. That's mean that let us do what we're supposed to do. Let us behave decently like it's daytime. You know the truth. You know you don't act up until the lights went off. Come on here, somebody. There's people that you didn't, they didn't go out clubbing until the lights went out. Hallelujah. And as a teenager, teenage, some teenage folk, they didn't do certain stuff till you turned the lights off. Hallelujah. Because people like to hide in darkness. So the Lord is saying, stop acting like you walking in darkness. Get out the darkness uh, because in darkness, you like to do what you want to do. In the darkness, you want to walk in sin. In the darkness, you want to fulfill the lust thereof. He said, come out of darkness and walk like it's daytime. Let us behave decently as it is in day and put off the sexual immorality and the dissension and the jealousy and the lust. And somebody said, well, elder, you can say all those things because you're married. Guess what? Even though I'm married, I ain't dead. So I still need to put off those things. I still need to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. And so he tells us to put on the armor of light. Verse 14 says, put on, that means clothe yourself. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Now is the time. It says now is the time. Now is the time. 
Now is the time. I'm going to share this and I got to go because I'm way over time. But when we look at time. The word time is the point or period when something occurs. The word time is an opportune or suitable moment. The word time is a military service as well. And also people know that time, the printing, uh, a prison sentence, uh, as well as time is known as a season. We can also look at time in music as a beat or rhythm. We can also look at time as a moment of hour or a day or a year indicated by the clock or calendar. And everything in our lives, y'all, revolves time. What time we get out of bed, what time we go to school, what time our TV show comes on, what time is our hair appointment or our doctor's appointment, what time church starts. Time really affects our everyday living. And if we get lost with time, we can become dysfunctional. And God created time to keep our lives organized in such a way that when an event occurs and even when a tragedy takes place, when something significant or great happens, we can apply that event to a date and time. When we were born, they documented the time. When we, uh, hallelujah, have loved ones that died, they document the time, the date of death, the time of death. Hallelujah. When 9-11 happened back in 2000 in the earlier years of this, of, of the uh, millennia, hallelujah, they, they knew exactly what time the first building hit the Twin Towers. Uh, when President Barack Obama was sworn in, hallelujah, they knew exactly what time so that they can document that in history. So time and season is very important to us. And so many times, y'all, we take advantage of the time. I want to pray and see if the Lord wants us to share this in the future. But we, we, we can take advantage of the time. We can, we can abuse the time. Huh? Oh, my goodness. And the Lord is telling us now is the time. Now is the time for us to wake up. Now is the time for us to do what we need to do. I'm going to share this because I need to, and I thank the Holy Ghost for pushing me. Like I said earlier, when it comes to time, we realize that when it comes to time that we can be premature or just plain immature with time. See, prematurely, I've been in situations where I've gone somewhere to take care of business. I walked into the establishment and they say to me, sir, this is the right place, but we don't open for another hour. So what does that say to me? Uh, uh, I'm at the right place, but my timing was premature. Uh, and that's just like standing in line at Rita's. Y'all know Rita's on the first day of spring and the first day of spring is coming up. And that's like at Rita's standing for water ice looking Hallelujah for your free little cup of water ice. Hallelujah. You're in the right place, but 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 you need to just wait a little bit longer because it's the wrong time. You're waiting in line, but as as you wait in line, you're waiting for your time to get your free water ice. Uh, then you have those that, that, that are immature with time. They think they arrived and they think they finally made it or they entered to the season to shine and even rub it in your face. I know this is my time. 
Because to them, it looks or feels like they made it to their appropriate season. Yeah, they got the house they wanted. They they got the brand new car. Yeah, they got the job. They got the dream family. They got the ideal shoes and clothes. They got everything they wanted. But God spoke to me and he said, yes, they are rich in materials, but they remain poor in the spiritual. Yeah, I'll say it again. He said they are rich in materials, but they are poor in the spiritual. The Lord said they use, they used to spend time in my presence and that's how they got all of those things. And I began to give them previews of the greater harvest that was on the way. He said, but they got lost. They got off track. They became lazy, arrogant, and selfish, forgetting that it was my presence that got them all of the presence. Y'all see the play in words there. So the Lord's saying now is the time. We need to stop playing around. So much more I can share. But this is the time, y'all, to wake up out of sleep. Our salvation is nearer than we first believe. It's time for us to love. Somebody say, what is it time for? Thank you, Holy Ghost. What is it time for? It's time to love. It's time to forgive. It's time to move on. It's time to let go. Let me say this real quick, and I know I gotta go. I, I'm so sorry for you all if you if you if I'm holding you up. But listen, I'm gonna say this. Sometimes we tell people to move on, not because we're being insensitive. It's because you're holding on to something that God has already given you the solution to be free from. Oh Jesus, you're holding on to something. God has already given you, he's already given you the solution. Thank you. Come on, God, give me the, he gave it to me. What if I gave you a gift card to a restaurant? $50 is sitting there on that gift card. And you complain about how hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And you sitting there with $50 to the gift card. Guess what you need to do? You need to let go of that gift card and go to that restaurant and give it to them and let it go so you can be fed. And that's what is going on in many people's lives. You're too busy holding on and God said it's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. You've been hurt. Yes, you've been in pain. Yes. But he said, I've given you solutions. I've given you people. I've given you YouTube. I've given you Sound Gospel Radio. I've given you the word of God. I've given you resources for you to be free. Let it go. It's time for forgiveness. It's time for love. It's time to move on. It's time to let go. It's now time for you to wake up out of your sleep. Because he's coming back. And your salvation is nearer than when you first believed. People of God, I got to go. Whew, Jesus. Whew, the preacher is in me today, but I got to go. Listen, we're building hope. We're transforming lives 24-7. Again, we're building hope. We're transforming lives 24-7. Sound Gospel Radio. God bless you. Keep it locked, y'all. Here we go with some good music right here on Sound Gospel Radio. <laughs> 